Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Ken Loesch's newest feature film, Sorry We Missed You, reunites him with his longtime writing collaborator, Paul Lafferty. It's a compassionate and hard-hitting story of an ordinary family trying to make it in today's gig economy, set in Newcastle, England, but with a resonance that transcends geography. The film follows Ricky and his family, who have been fighting an uphill struggle against debt since the 2008 financial crash. An opportunity to wrestle back some of that independence appears with a shiny new van and a chance to run a franchise as a self-employed delivery driver. Again, the film is called Sorry We Missed You, and award-winning director, Palm Dior, two-time award-winning director, Ken Loesch joins us today to talk about Sorry We Missed You. Ken Loesch, welcome to Film School Radio. Um, nice to be with you. The script came from Paul Lafferty, uh, and it's a beautiful script, and it lays out all of the the world we live in now, the world of changing workforces, what I've heard you refer to as insecure work, uh, and how it's changing so many things in our social structure and the way we approach um, how we're going to live. How did this become, sorry we missed you? Well, I mean, Paul and I have worked together for over a quarter of a century, so we're uh, we're with Rebecca O'Brien, the producer, we're, you know, we we work together, and uh, we talked for a quite a long time about how work is changing uh, and what people have lost. Um, I mean, you've, 40 years ago, people would have secure work contracts. They'd have holiday pay. They'd have sick pay. The the employer would insure them, um, you know, if there were accidents and things. Um, and th- they couldn't be sacked overnight. Well, uh, for a lot of people, n- not all, but for a lot of people, that's, um, that's disappearing. And in what we call the gig economy, um, there are employers have found new ways of exploiting the workforce, making labour cheaper, which is something employers are always trying to do to keep labour cheap. And obviously people who do the work are constantly trying to hang on to conditions and get a decent wage. But now one way employers have found is, is to call people who work for them entrepreneurs yeah. or just just contracted to provide a service. They're seen as, as independent contractors, which means they don't have holiday pay, they don't have sick pay. They um, they can be ter- the contract can be terminated overnight. Um, they carry all the burden. And in the case of drivers, which is the father in the film is a driver, um, he has to buy his own van, and that's expensive. So he's in debt already from the, the first day he goes to work. He's in debt to pay for the van. Um, and that continues. So all the responsibility is on his shoulders. And the m- wife is a care worker. She looks after old people and vulnerable people, people with disabilities in their home, You know, gets them out of bed, gives them a wash, gives them their pills then goes back in night and puts them to bed and so on, and middle of the day for a meal. And that's that's another form of exploitation. Because, again, she's on what they call zero hours, so she can be... Hmm. She, she got several hours over the day, but long gaps in between for which she's not paid. Right. 
so that it 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 puts huge pressure on the family and and the idea was it was Paul's idea which I think was was important was that the pressures for that work come into the family because when you when you're doing the job you put on a smile the world doesn't see the pressure you're under and uh, but when you get home late at night not eaten the alarm's going to go off eight hours later yeah. you haven't spoken to the kids god knows if they've done their homework are they in bed you don't know and that's when the pressure comes yeah i'm old enough to have grown up at a time when uh, my dad worked my mom didn't we had she raised a family of four kids mm-hmm. And uh, and it was normal, and it was enough. Mm. And uh, it is mm. amazing to me to have watched over these. Just it's a and what one of the things that you is in the film in in a subtext is how how seductive how the the language of bringing people into the gig economy. It sound it sounds mm. sexy in some ways. It sounds like you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to be master of your own destiny. Uh, and a, a, a warrior of the road. A warrior of the road, and as uh, Ma- Malo- Maloney explains Maloney, it to, yeah. you know, to 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 Ricky, uh, he the, uh, to your credit in the film, he he doesn't sugarcoat it. He makes it sound better than it is, but at the same time, the almost from the minute he becomes a, a franchisee in this in this mm-hmm. uh, company that he doesn't really belong to. Um, it's it. You can feel the, the 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 walls closing in around Ricky almost immediately, mm-hmm. and uh, that mm-hmm. that's one. It's what I love about cinema. I love about great storytelling, and that's what happens here. And sorry, we missed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good. Yeah. I is. I mean, is that an accurate assessment of what what this? Yeah. Is about? Yeah. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. And um, we we met a lot of people who have who've managed to escape it because the problem is. When you borrowed the money to buy a van, I mean that's yeah. fourteen thousand pounds. What's that? Eighteen thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and he's got to pay that back. The only way he can pay it back is to work, work like hell. Yeah, you know, twelve hours a day. Um, and then, of course, it, the money isn't as good as he thinks it's going to be. So it, it's twelve hours a day to survive. And um, you know, that's trade unions fought very hard for the eight-hour day. But if you're a self-employed entrepreneur, <laughs> franchisee, and all that yeah. nonsense, you you have no rights. You have no minimum wage. Yeah, and, and what another thing about this is it's come on so in terms of our sort of the social uh, our social construct, it's come on so very quickly for so many people. Mm-hmm. Now, in some ways, in my opinion, this has been kind of the model for it, it not quite in the high-tech way that it is here in the West, but this has been mm-hmm. kind of the model for the rest of the world for a long time, right? This, mm-hmm. the, for exploitation of workers and sort of, you know, a bait and switch. You go in, we're going we're, to we're gonna show you the world, and then it ends up being something very, very different. And so, yeah. uh, and, 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 and it, I just, one where the question is, is, uh, how long did it take for uh, for the unions to be broken so badly in in the Western world for um, this to be so easy? <laughs> well, it was led by it was led by Thatcher and Reagan. Wasn't yes, it? Um, yes, it was. It's a continuing war. I mean, I think the the basic point is this: this is a there is an an inevitable conflict between business and between employers and and workers. It, it's not. It's it, it's as long as you have private. A private um, business economy. This is 
the conflict is is integral. Right. You can never escape it because the interests are separate. The interests of business are um, are first of all profit, and to get profit, they need to be very competitive in terms of value and their cost. And the way you keep your cost down is to keep attacking the labour force, so right. that you keep cutting the cost of labour. So it, it's a it's a necessary imperative right. from the point of view of business and from the point of view of the workers. It's a necessary imperative that they have enough money to get somewhere to live, to put food on the table, to bring up their family, to be looked after when they're sick, teach their kids, you know, all the things, all of it, yeah. pensions when you're old. So the the conflict is, if if you have a capitalist economy, this conflict is is central to it. Yeah. And so, so yes, of course, the the types of exploitation will change, but and unions were stronger, and then the the um, the the business class, corporate power, call it what you like, and their politicians who work for them or yeah. who who protect their interests. It was their job to destroy the unions, right. and then. And that opened the door then for all these different forms of exploitation. So I think you, you just have to look at it with a long historical view, don't you? Right. Well, and the first thing Reagan did when he was president was to destroy the um, the airlines um, unions, the um, the air traffic yeah, control. Yeah. It's the very first thing he yeah, did yeah. as president. Well, let's talk about this incredible film. The the sorry we missed you. The the acting is Thank superb. You. The structure of it is wonderful. The pace, everything about this film. Is so um, is so it's the pitch perfect and uh, uh, first let's oh, that's kind of yeah well uh, the, there's nothing in this film that feels forced that's what gives us think I think gives this film so much power is everything or is rolling out organically in completely relatable and understandable ways that these people f- are beginning to feel the pressure and how their children react and how all of the things that happen to them and why they happen to them and by the end of the film. It's just so powerful. It's such a powerful film. Um, so tell me, let's start with the with the with the casting of the film. Uh, I thought that uh, who you brought in to perform for, um, I thought Chris Hitchin was wonderful. Yeah, Debbie Honeywood. Yeah. Any uh, any of the ones that you would like to talk about in terms of you know your decision to cast them? Um, well, it, it, I mean, the, choosing the people to bring the story to life is you know is the second most important thing after the script. So I mean, we we just look look hard really. And try and find people who have something in common with the past. They, they've got to be the right social class. I mean, and and have just know that world. Um, Chris is a, he began as an actor, but he most of his life he's been a plumber, mm. uh, and he drives a van. <laughs> so I mean, he he does drive a van <laughs> I mean, until recently. Until he, I mean, he's done more acting since the film, but he's he's basically been he's been driving a van most of his life. I mean, he he knows it. Um, and he's, he's spent his life, you say, as a plumber, most of his life. Um, Debbie is a teaching assistant, but she assists kids who have got learning difficulties, which means it is basically a caring profession. So she's in her in her in her own life, she's developed ideas on just how you comfort people, how you how you give them confidence, how you encourage them and support them which is absolutely what you need if you're a care worker so there's and all, and the kids the kids are the little girl is from a and the boy they're both from yeah. schools nearby where we were shooting so 
you know, it's finding those elements and then harnessing them into a, a family and taking them through the story and well, getting a supportive atmosphere so that they can be just as good as they can be. And they are. And one of the sort of, for me, sort of the secret weapon in this dynamic, in this family dynamic is uh, Katie Proctor as uh, Liza Jane yeah. and how 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 she in her in her character become the fixer the the person who starts taking mm. on some of the responsibilities of the adults in the re- in their mm. family the, how how you are able to weave that in in such a beautifully subtle way into this into this mm. film is it's just a, such it, mm. again it lends this film so much power um I, I just loved I love the way her her character develops in this film. There's just this, I'm I'm leaving everyone else out to my own shame for not bringing everyone into this conversation. But 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 I mean I just I, I thought she was such an understated uh, was such an understated role in the in that regard of the way you were able to weave that in. Well, it's it's in it's in Paul's writing and and um, Kate Kate is a. Terrific little kid, you know. I mean, she's um, she's a gymnast. She she does um, she represents her, her county in in gymnastics and um, very very um, sharp and very understanding and a lot of in a lot of instinctive understanding. Um, no, t- terrific. Well, they all were, but but she 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 had a very special quality. The film again is sorry we missed you. The film comes out on March sixth here in the United States, uh, and the uh, please see this film. Ken Loesch, thank you so very very much for being here on Film School Radio. Very good. Nice to speak to you, Mike. Thank all, you. All the best. All the best. Okay. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.